Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. There's no business like show business. And away we go. Hello again. I can't talk. (laughs) You folks only knew what went on before we started to record. And for us, you'd probably be quite bored. (laughs) Save it for the outtakes. Hello again and welcome to the Monroe Community... (laughs) To the Monroe Community Players Podcast featuring the Green Room Groupies. I'm your de facto host, David War. Looking around the Green Room, I see Ron Roberts, Robert Yeoman, Carol Slifka, who is joining us again because Brian Burchett, is, Brian, uh, darn it, Brian Burchett Ross is still on assignment. Um, for those of you who listened last episode, uh, I don't even. Know we're, we're, hoping <laughs> we're, we're hoping he'll be back soon. We're hoping he'll be back soon. Love you, Brian. He's still with us. He's still with us. Uh, so we're, uh, we introduced Carol last time, so thank you for uh, joining us again, Carol. Uh, of course. We, we, we got a little more into the, as you know, this is a podcast where we talk about the art and the business of theater and with an emphasis on community theater. We talked last time um, about when and when not to do a show. Uh, how do you select a show? Talking about where does talent come from. This time I thought maybe we could get things a little lighter. Um, it's our 16th episode, and as everyone knows, 16 is a lucky number. What? No, it's not. I don't know. I'm just making that up now, as oh. I'm often doing. Well, actually... Uh, He's acting. I'm acting. Um, <laughs> it won't really be that light of uh, uh, subjects, but we later on, it'll be the light subject. We'll talk about some theater superstitions. So I'm giving you all a chance mm-hmm. to think about your favorite superstitions and some that you may have yourself. Carol's already going, what? <laughs> Like, got nothing. Like we didn't talk yesterday. This would be the case. I, I do want to start, though, maybe a little wow. more somber note. Uh, for those that don't know, when we're recording this on uh, January 10th, 2022, um, we have been shocked, uh, not just because COVID is still going on and things like that, but um, we've had a few losses in the artistic community um, of very notable people in just the past uh, few weeks, including Betty White love star of radio and television mm-hmm. who it turns out did have some theater experience um she was in a play called the third best sport at the ifrata performing arts center in lancaster county pennsylvania hmm. she was one week but she was already a radio and tv star there um so that doesn't really tie into our, our theater groups uh bob saget we just heard had passed away at the i think very young age of 65 yep. mm-hmm. um and sydney potier um, also passed away. Turns out Mr. Portier, however, had a pretty big impact on American theater that I was not aware of, so I thought it would just be interesting to kind of share that. Sure. Um, because you nev- we think of him as a movie star. Mm-hmm. Um, but but so many people, like so many people, he did get a start in theater. Um, he auditioned for what was then known as the American Negro Theater. This was back in the, the 40s. Did not get cast. Hmm. So he had to go out, he worked with a coach, came back, and a couple years later... He did get cast with that group. They loved him. The audiences did not because it turns out he was tone deaf. And unlike the cultural beliefs of the time, as a black man who couldn't sing, mm-hmm. uh, that, that just did not go over very well. Um, obviously, he got over that and was eventually cast on Broadway as Lysist- in Lysistrata, which is a, a Greek drama. Actually, no, Lysistrata, if I remember correctly, is more of a comedy. Um, that is the one where women decide to stop all wars by withholding sex until the men agree to peace, if I remember correctly. Maybe they should try that now. Yeah. It would be nice. Maybe should. 
I may be wrong about that, but but I think I'm gonna, I've seen a production of it in Ann Arbor. Um, it was actually pretty humorous. Mustn't think of Medea, which I think is true because she eats her own children or something in that one. I don't know. They had it coming. <laughs> um, but he was also a founding member of the Committee for the Negro in the Arts in 1947. By 1949, he, he uh, left and was choosing, or I say he left Broadway, but he really didn't. He was choosing between theater and movie roles. And he starred in the first production of A Raisin in the Sun on Broadway. So he was there at what that was considered not only a seminal work in his career, but in theater that dealt with racial issues. Mm -hmm. um, so his impact, and then of course he went on to star in the, the movie as mm -hmm. well. Um, and he's best known for his movie roles, but um, it's the kind of thing, what I didn't know is he, he's from the Bahamas. He left home at 15 with virtually no formal education. In fact, part of the reason he did not cast the first time at the American Negro Theater was because he could not read. So he wow. was not able to read for auditions. Mm -hmm. So when we talk earlier about auditioning, <laughs> you know, reading skills are right mm -hmm. up there, folks. Um, but, but so, I mean, we came that close to losing uh, possibly one of our most influential stars. And he was influential, as so many people have been pointing out, not only in the theater, in movies, um, but in race relations that as well. So, not doing a moment of silence because uh, there's, there's plenty of those going on, but I just thought it was worth noting. Mm -hmm. um, and like I say, even Betty White, um, beloved comedian, uh, television radio actress who, who worked well into her 90s, um, uh, had some theater background. Uh, Mr. Saget uh, did not. He, he pretty much started right out in, in film and theater, which is something you or film and uh, movies, comedy, uh, comedy clubs and such. Um, but that's something interesting, I think. When you think of a traditional background to get to Hollywood, I think those of us of a certain age, you would always think that starts in the theater. Today, you can jump right into movies and television because you can get your degree right there. You don't actually have to go, go the route of theater, but I don't know. I think people who do that are missing the boat and missing some... They're training on their bodies and their faces. Yeah. Now, wouldn't you consider stand-up a form of theater, though? Yes, I would. It's a form of theater. Live theater. I mean, he's, it's, a, it's a performance in front of an audience, so obviously mm -hmm. it is. Because that's what he was doing. Yes. Yeah. And that's how he started, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so, so those are just some things. And I don't know if we had mentioned Stephen Sondheim, um, just to place it in place. We had lost him as well back at the end of November. Um, obviously, I don't think anyone needs to <laughs> talk about his... Uh, um, his influence on theater, frankly, half the shows we do would not exist without his, without right. his influence. He is theater. So he, yeah. he was Mr. Theater. So, yeah, What's interesting about the background of <clears throat> City of Portugal and Batty White, though, is you wouldn't know that the man couldn't read when he was younger. Yeah. And that he overcame that, let alone the whole race issue. Mm -hmm. But it just shows you that, again, passion and talent will win out if you, if you stick with it. And same thing with Batty White. I think all of us probably really remember her more as, as, as an older woman who, you know, you would think you always hear that the adage that once an actress hits 40 or 45, there's no jobs for her. Well, I think Betty kind of proved that wrong. And it just shows that, again, if you just stick with something and if you, again, have the ability and, and passion that there's that word again, that people will find you and there will be a way. So I guess from the community theater standpoint, there's really never a time to, to step away. 
there's always going to be something there for you. And I think I even mentioned earlier that the producer, <coughs> Hamilton, he got to start up at a stage store, or not stage store, Stagecrafters in Royal Oak, Royal Oak, Royal Oak Michigan. Hmm. You know, we have a connection here that, you know, so, yeah. so that, yeah, I guess getting to the point, stick with your community theater folks. You never know where it's going to take yeah. you. And I think things have changed a lot, too. Since I, I read something just the other day that the first season of The Golden Girls, though, all of those actresses were younger than mm-hmm. the current season of That's Sex in the, the City. city. Yep. So yep. it just shows you things have, have changed, changed a little bit in terms of when you think you're done. Or well, I remember back in high school, my brother was in a play, and he was just he was Grandpa Goes Wild or something like that. <laughs> Felicia, a wild Felicia Metcalf, look her up. <laughs> Wherever you are. Um, described as a doddering old man of 60. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, back then it was a lot easier to dodder. There's more doddering going on. I think in this room right now, Ron's the only one who hasn't seen um, the other side of 60. <laughs> um, and I will tell you that the three of us are willing to take you on any day, kid. Oh, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> you're, you're all demons on the court. I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I caught that. Yeah, we caught that. Fortunately, we Bob, didn't. Bob, Bob didn't. <laughs> it was an inside cast joke because we're mm-hmm. all in the same play. Uh, uh, we're we're in the corner with the people who don't really care for Hamilton. <laughs> there, there's my running gag. There, there you is. go. Let That'll me just work. say that I don't know if I can be friends with you anymore, Bob, because I love Hamilton. Well, really? Well, you can take your best shot, 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 <laughs> shot, shot, shot. Change the vowel, and it changes the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Folks, he's in rare form today. Oh, yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know Hamilton personally, so I couldn't tell if I liked him or not. But there we go. So, now that I've brought everybody down with a bit of modeling and remembrance, yes. um, and because the, the sad reality, folks, is we lose people all the time, um, but, but, but hopefully we'll still be here next week. Yes. One on. thing I saw online, and I think it was a tremendous idea, was that on Betty's birthday, which mm. I believe is the 17th, yes, it is. Uh, mm-hmm. that you make a $5 donation to your local Humane Society, Dog Pound, whatever you want to call it in your area, in Betty's name. Oh, Oh, that's sweet. And see how much money we can raise. I thought that was just a tremendous idea. Mm -hmm. Look it up on Facebook, seriously. It's Mm -hmm. a real thing, and it'll go to a very worthy cause of two big brown eyes looking up at you. Yep. Stole that bit. Well, and and I think what this also points out, too, is uh, I think it was Ryan Reynolds said of Betty, you know, she managed to live a long time, but not long enough. Um, You know, wouldn't that be a wonderful thing that that could be said of all of us? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I would love to have, like, uh, Sidney Portia here, um, to have that kind of influence um, on anything, um, to be remembered long after you're gone, not Mm -hmm. because of what you did, you know, on stage, but for what you did behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball. Oh, my gosh, yeah. That's all I had, Lucille Ball. <laughs> Lucille Ball. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you see that, uh, gone out to the, the tangent The tangent first. first. Um, if you see that being the Ricardos on Amazon, I, I had to look I up the historical thing. It, it. It's very good. Nicole Kidman is brilliant as Lucy. <laughs> 
I can't but see it. But it's okay. not. They m play with the timeline is what's happened there. Oh, okay. Um, it's interesting because I, of course, had to go look up the episode they were referencing. <laughs> it's in a whole different season. It's like, well, okay. So they lost all credibility with me. But when you're in the moment, it's great. Yeah. Not, not putting a plug out for Amazon unless they want to sponsor us somewhere down the road. Hint, hint, Mr. Bezos. Monroecommunityplayers.org. Yeah, Bezos. Bezos. Bezos, Bezos. Bezos. Billion dollar bill. I suppose if I want him to give us money, I should learn to pronounce If you can go to the Mars, you can throw <laughs> us a couple hundred. Well, that's odd. My phone is suddenly re suggesting to me all sorts of I Love Lucy <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> um, so, anyway, uh, fun stuff. Because uh, we haven't done some real... We always do fun stuff. What am I kidding? Um, theater Superstitions. This was an idea that came to us from a listener who happens to be in the room with us now, I think. You, did, you didn't suggest it, Carol? Oh, I thought Carol... That wasn't Just me. take the credit. There yes, might be a check why, involved. Yes, that was me. Somebody. Somebody out there. Oh, please, listeners. <laughs> it was our original listener. Our original listener. Oh, it came from my side of the family. It did. Okay. If I, I remember correctly. Not that no. we're all related except for theater, but... <laughs> no, you're right. It, it, came from, uh, it came from one of my relatives. I think it came from either my... My nephew Robert or my niece Caitlin. I apologize that I don't have the notes in front of me, guys. I think it was Caitlin. Uh, I think it was. I think it was Caitlin. I think it was Caitlin. Okay. Thank I you. No but thank you so much. Yes. But there's another shout out because I know that Robert and Caitlin are listening, or will be listening since we've released these. If we pick the wrong one, the, the other one's going to call back angry. Yes. So we'll be. Fine. They must both be wonderful people. They are. <laughs> they are like all our listeners. Yes. Everybody out there, we love you all. I don't know how often I can say that um, before it sounds like I don't mean it, but I do mean it every time. I Too mean late. It. I really, no, I really. Beautiful people. Beautiful, beautiful people. people. Glad you're all still with us. Um, but theater superstitions, because it's something interesting. You people may not know, but just like baseball, Ron. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of superstitious, <clears throat> superstitious people in the show business. Mm -hmm. um, I think we all know some of the biggest superstitions, like break a leg. Which, which, Ron, I think you had said you kind of wanted to go into. Mm -hmm. What did you find out about break a leg? So there's a few different uh, stories that I've heard. One is that the breaking of a leg was always told to, uh, to the cast that if you got onto the proscenium and you could, they could see a leg out there, that you broke a leg, you would get paid. And that was one of the things that I'd read. Yeah. Um, another one that I had read is that the... The mechanism to pull the curtains were called legs, and that if the show was so well received that the uh, the audience continued to give an ovation, that they would break the legs because they would have to keep opening the curtains to come back out for another curtain call. Mm -hmm. Those were two of the uh, the, the uh, a variation on all those that I variation on all those that I believe Bill McCluskey told me. Okay, was that. Love the legs part. are sections of the curtain, and if yep. you appeared beyond those during the play, they would have to pay you, such as us mentioning Amazon. It was just a new thing, so we will get 15 cents. There you go. But it was break a leg, you'll get paid okay. more money. And I so, thought so. That's similar to what you were saying. Mm -hmm. but it, yes, it was the actual the curtain. I heard the same it's thing. It's the curtain. The curtain is the leg. Not I thought leg. it was just they said break a leg so you'd be in a cast. Ha! Uh, oh, look at that! Oh, look at she's she was ready. I tell you, because of her. <laughs> so, are you declaring this your running gag? Uh, no, not at all. 
<laughs> well, you hear it here first, ladies and gentlemen. We're trying to have a humorous thing. I don't know how far and it can go. Somebody with it. else mm-hmm. shut it down. Yeah. So, wishing break a leg is is probably the the one everybody knows. Um, <laughs> another one that I think those who who like Bill Shakespeare and his mm-hmm. works, the Scottish play, the Scottish play is because you don't say the name. Mm-hmm. <gasps> unless now, you're actually well, producing we're not on stage. the play. Okay, we're then, not my understanding, okay. unless you're producing the play, if you're producing it, you can say it as well. So, so that's that's going to. But, but the whole point is, there's a curse behind the Scottish play, and that if you mention the name without producing it, or you're not on stage, mm-hmm. or if you're on stage and not producing it, right. that um, something evil will befall you, um, which did happen in our show. Which we really talked about a couple of ep- seriously. Well, talked a couple episodes ago. You know, we we had a false fire alarm. That's oh. for modern evils. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a real evil probably would have been uh, charging them. The no problem was, would have been that if, it, if things had gone up in flames, because the, the audience didn't leave. They just sat there. I, I like. That. I blame the audience, and I. I like the idea. I remember hearing about it. It was our fault. I like the idea of the safety one. With the ghost light, it has yes. nothing to yep. do attracting spirit spectral apparitions to the stage or dispelling them. It's so you don't trip and break your neck. Yep. That's the what the ghost light is there for. Or fall Theaters the are dark. Yep. So that's there. So ghost hunters, just give it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who don't know, basically whenever a theater is dark, that there's one light always left on the stage. But like Bob says, probably because you know, safety issue. It's a safety, safety issue. Yeah. Welcome to OSHA the says put it there. Um, some more. I don't know what other ones you guys may have looked up, but you know you shouldn't have any peacock feathers on stage. I did see that. Hmm. Don't know why. <coughs> <laughs> probably, probably curse goes back to Othello when she uh, Desdemona's strangled with the or snuffed out with the pillow, right? Or feathers. Being caught in one's throat mm-hmm. while you are got your mouth wide open singing your aria. I personally have had two bugs fly in my mouth during shows. So, yeah, there's that. Need to find a better venue. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we were priced out of the market. So here's my question. Do everyday superstitions count if they're in a theater? Like, you know, you're not supposed to put a hat on a bed, right? Well, if you I have did a, not know. I didn't know. Oh that. yeah, that's I bad luck. I had heard that one. Putting a hat on a bed is bad luck. Well, I, I Even did. If you're I, playing Red Butler in a movie, I, I did. Well, read. no, but if you if there's a bed on stage and you put a hat on it, is it still bad luck? So I think that was in oh, um, no, that was, Get on a Hot Tin Roof. I, I'm thinking maybe I got it wrong too. Maybe it was Molly Brown at the end. He throws the hat on. <laughs> some Could. there's some play or movie out there where. The heroine is out there sobbing that he's left, and suddenly the head appears on the bed. I did read that you're not supposed to put shoes or a hat on a chair on stage. Okay. That's so, true. Same yeah. thing. Yep. Really? Yeah. Safety again. Yeah. Don't walk under a ladder. No. No mirrors on stage. No mirrors on stage was an interesting one. And that's mostly, I can think of several reasons why I wouldn't want to put a mirror on stage. Mary yeah. Worth. Well, Mary lighting, Worth. number one. Mary well, Worth. Lighting. I mean, yeah. even, even assuming you don't break the mirror. Uh, lighting and that mm-hmm. constant reflection. If you're looking in the mirror, talk about yourself, and you see an audience behind you. Uh, hey. Never tick off the sound man or the lighting director. Mm-hmm. That's not superstition. That's just common sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know how rare that is nowadays. 
Do any of you have uh, personal superstitions? Well, I, I don't know if superstitions are, are rituals. I mean, I, I don't know if there's, Ooh. you know, if that Ooh. would be. I mean, because I mean, there is something that I mean that I do. I'll if I'm driving to the venue, I will in complete silence. I won't have the radio on. I'll have nothing. Um, and then once I get to the to the theater, um, I'll play one specific song, and that's the only song I'll listen to. And then once I'm done with that, I go in and and away we go. And it's just something I've done for the past mm. probably twenty some years. Always the same song. Always the same song. It's one song. Yep. I don't know if is I need to say what the song is. <laughs> it's a song by REM. Um, it's called Leave. It's oh. not really a theater song. It's okay, just so that. It's not, maybe killing no. me softly with his love. Or, no, 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 not that one. Near, far. Where are you? I'm going to sit over here a, with the people who don't work. <laughs> it was that's a come from away joke. Yeah. Check out episode 15. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that's more ritual than superstition, I think. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been in other productions and shows where uh, they, they, the group that, that they have a superstition where they'll do mm-hmm. shots before a show. Oh, let's not start that one. Well, no, and it was um, not, not just shots, shots, but it, Diet it, Coke. It, it, was, yeah. it was shots of um, Fireball. Yeah. Oh, no. And, <laughs> yeah, right? It, and there's always the ever-popular thing. Tee-hee-hee, it's opening night. Let's put real vodka in the bottles. Tee-hee-hee. Yeah, real funny. You Ma- sound bitter there, Bob. It was cheap vodka. Oh. <laughs> maybe that, Great Goose, there'd be no problems. Maybe that should be a superstition, too. No real alcohol on stage. Yeah, yeah. that would be, I mean, yeah. be, be a good one. I never changed my underwear while rehearsing for a show. During rehearsal? Thank you. <laughs> but do you shave? I do change it between rehearsals. Thank you. Oh, there you go. Thank you again. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't. Now well, I have to go home I don't and wash go my six eyes. weeks without changing. <laughs> Thank God it wasn't a 12-week rehearsal. <laughs> Anyways. I have no idea I know why that Chewbacca showed up. When my daughter was, um, she went to Bedford schools, and uh, before every show, they had some big secret thing that they did. They all went into basically a supply room, and they had some, I mean, it sounds weird. But the, this this does this not was, sound like it's going to end well. Okay, no, it's just the, the whole cast went in, and they did, I don't know what they did, some kind of a rah-rah thing or something, right. I'm sure. And then came up, but nobody was allowed in but the cast, not the director, not anybody. And I asked her probably 15 times what it was and she wouldn't tell me so i'm sure it was something very dramatic like holding hands or i don't know i don't know hmm. i don't know that, yeah. Sounds like i think i do because <laughs> i've done well i used to do shows with bedford uh-huh and there was one ritual no that wasn't them okay okay <laughs> i thought i was gonna finally find out no i it, it's closely related to exactly what you said. Are you familiar with the game Seven Minutes in Heaven? <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't that because some of those casts were quite large. Well, I mean, <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm sure it was all. I'm sure it's all very innocent. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it I'm was. I'm sure it was basically the pep talk from the director saying, "Hey, good show. Yep. Go out there and do it." Probably. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure that was that's it. what it was. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. And um, so the else. schools have enough problems without us bringing down <laughs> really? the wrath of a lot of parents. 
Um, um, did you know you're not supposed to wear blue on stage? Yes. Did you know you're not supposed to wear green on stage? I found that well, out. Well, now why not blue, Ron? So why not blue? So back in the day, blue dye was the most expensive dye. Mm-hmm. So producers didn't want people to think that they were spending a scrabbing amount of money, So they or they wanted them to think that money was not be able to be spent. So they told them not to wear blue on stage. Which is kind of what our mantra is. That why we don't have blue costumes? That's why. <laughs> why, why not green, Bob? Uh, it was because the death of an actress in the Paris Opera. She died on a what are those painting couches uh, with green right before the show, and her understudy had to take the part. Mm. But it was actually a ballet thing not a hmm. show oh, thing. okay well nowadays you don't wear green because there's a green screen behind you and Ooh. special <laughs> effects oh, you know, yes. at least in movies and television it's and that yeah you just disappear blue mm-hmm. used to be that color too and i kind of wondered um, you know because i think it used to be blue screen before it was a green screen. yeah right it's a green screen now never heard of it you know you're not supposed to whistle backstage that one i did i know. did know that i've heard that one do you know why It'll bring down the ghosts. Well, isn't it something to do with the old the rigging, the way it used to be done? It used to be because in the old days with the rigging, the way the stagehands would signal themselves was by whistling. So, you know, they'd give a certain whistle for lower this, oh. raise this section of curtain, lower this. So if you were whistling backstage and they overheard it and thought they were getting a signal, they might do something that would hurt somebody by lowering something onto them or, or something too soon. Ooh, Phantom of the Opera style. Yeah, I didn't even know about that one. Hmm. So I know hmm. it's bad luck to be standing directly underneath a rocket <laughs> <laughs> that's supposedly being launched into space while you're on stage. Yeah, that was, yeah. No, that that's was something. Not the, that's not a good one. The aliens were not responsible for that. <laughs> no, they weren't. No. And those don't know, an episode of Gilligan's Island, an episode. An episode. <laughs> the episode we did. Yeah. Um, the musical, Gilligan's Island, the musical, which which I think is, it's a show that really grown on me. Um, I didn't... Uh, that was my favorite show. Uh, well, uh, not the movie, or the, the play? Yeah. Oh, well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> you try to support, and what happens? But no, I... But, Boom, yeah, but it's, it's the Annie kind reference. of thing that I, I really didn't like it when I first read it or anything. I said, this isn't quite right, but the more I lived with it, the more I really liked it, and I'd love to do it again, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a scene, spoiler, so if you want to fast forward about 10 seconds, you can do that. Um, the, uh, uh, maybe, maybe make it 30 seconds, because uh, it'll t- take me that long to get it out. The, <laughs> there's a rocket that's being sent up to send a message uh, for help, and apparently I was standing in the wrong spot and came right down on my head. Um, it hurt. It has lasting repercussions probably to this day, frankly. Probably. I think probably it's, a every time you hear a pause. I think you can actually <laughs> take it off of your head now. <laughs> take it out. It ruins my beautiful bald cap. <laughs> <laughs> if only I'd been wearing a bald cap if like I wore it. There you go, the second time. There we go. Yeah. That would have worked. Yeah. I, I played Daddy Warbucks, you know. <laughs> Twice. Twice. Mm-hmm. I, I could go for three times, but that seems a bit greedy, don't you? Uh, you know. Well, and then you'd have to put Annie on. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to produce Annie three And three she's times living the and, easy life. I'll tell you. Uh-huh. But everything old is new again, so. It is. It's a hard knock life. Maybe. Yeah, so 
I don't know. Do you have any personal superstitions or rituals? Um, I don't personally know. I know that um, for me, and I think this is an actual superstition or whatever too, is that a bad dress rehearsal means you're going to have a great show. Ah, I disagree. Ooh, disagree. Bob, go ahead. Okay. You know what happens if you've got a bad dress rehearsal? You got a lousy show. It's the line okay. from The Full Monty. Oh, okay. And that it was it's just the way that it was delivered. It was so freaking funny the first time I heard it that I still repeat it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, other people have to. Yeah, unfortunately, it. I've seen bad dress rehearsals that did not result in a good show. Okay. Yeah. Maybe by the second <sighs> night. Shoot the power, down. the mirror was, oh yeah, that's the other one. The magic of theater will make it all right. Yeah, and also the five guys that have to lift it and move it. <laughs> My own personal um, superstition is when I'm directing, I always tell the cast, don't contradict the director mm. because bad things will happen. So well, that's my personal that's just common sense too. Right? Yes, yeah. one would hope. Director is a god, not a guide. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Did he just come up with that? No. That, oh, that, is really, that another line from a show the, that I don't from know? From a workshop I took once upon a time with the Community Theater okay. Association was to say, "Remember, the director is a guide, not a god." So, you know, don't feel all powerful and stuff when you're a director. And, of course, we took it back home and said, well, I heard him say the director's a god, not a guide, so listen to me. Um, But, you know, there are, unfortunately, there are directors that I think prescribe to that what I say goes uh, feeling, Mm -hmm. um, missing the collaborative aspect of the theater. Right. Um, And mine was when I was working with kids. Yeah. Well, that's different. Middle schoolers. Ooh. God bless you. And she's still here. And I'm still here. Still loves theater today. Yes. My my superstition would be not to be on stage with middle schoolers. <laughs> Love you, kids. Just keep doing what you're doing. You're all great. Smile. Yeah. Smile with your eyes. But leave, <coughs> leave the drama backstage. Check it in study hall. <laughs> well, you know, they, they always say middle school teachers are a special breed. And the thing you have to be, you have to know to be successful as a middle school teacher is that kids don't respect nice they don't respect strict, but they respect crazy. Hmm. So if you, hmm. you know, every now and then pull out a something a little crazy, then you'll be fine. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, you giving away all the secrets. Giving away the secrets. secrets. Well, she's retired now, so what does she care? Yeah. <laughs> it's my legacy. <laughs> legacy. No, we were all middle schoolers at one time, or junior high, I think we called it then. Now it's back to middle school, and I think it's back to junior high. I don't They're know. actually two different philosophies, but that's different a different podcast. Oh, podcast. That yeah. sounds like a whole... I buy new stuff. Some sort of pedagogical thing that I want to get. It is a pedagogical thing. Pedagogical? Yeah. I don't know how to say these things. I've been around academics enough to know they have their own secret language. Yes. Just like we do in the theater that we won't tell you because it's secret. It's secret. It's true. What's a thespian? Somebody who comes from Thespia? Well, this is probably not a very good job nope, these nope, days. Nope, 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 nope. Just cancel it right here. Okay. okay. You can edit that one out, Brian. Yes. Huh. Um, you just looked it up? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. And I, for those who can't see, because we never did manage to get our show onto YouTube, uh, I keep holding, looking at my piece of paper like it's going to tell me something, but it's not. Um, but no, uh, what was the superstition you had just started with? 
What? That you don't... What? No, there was... Recollect? No, no, no. We were just talking about it. This, the Bob and I went... Oh, the bad dress rehearsal one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Bob, what... what you, 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 more thoughts. <laughs> My personal one is I buy new socks for the run of the show. Oh. Yeah. That's a good one. And, and you get new socks. And we appreciate it. Yes. I know. Except sometimes the people that... There's th- something. How do you deal with incredibly personal matter to a cast member? You're a director. Oh. oh. Yeah. Everybody imagine it. I don't know. Picture it. Zayn Olaf, 2515 in Sicily. <laughs> we, were, we were dealing with a personal hygiene issue. Oh. And I wanted, I wanted to say there was at least six people commented on a actor's hygiene. How would you have dealt with it? Told the director. You are the director. Oh, then you talk to the actor. I think, unfortunately, it's the only thing you do is take him or her aside and say, hey, you're probably not aware of this. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been brought to my attention. Mm -hmm. All three of those were blended into, we need to have a conversation, and immediately the person gets very angry. And defensive. Well, right. I mean, that's understandable. I think so too. Even before they know what the topic is, right? Then? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I mean, no, she. Uh, they knew <clears throat> what the topic entailed. Oh, okay. Well, I've had to do it as a teacher. I've, I've had to kid do aside. it, frankly, as a supervisor. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, I buy socks before the show. <laughs> so that's all it took was someone telling you you need <laughs> to buy new socks. <laughs> Walked right into that one, yes! didn't you, Bob? <laughs> it was you that had to have that conversation. No. <laughs> Bob get angry at somebody before he heard the whole sentence? Never. Never. <laughs> he did say sentence, not paragraph. So, That's yes, we'll, we'll give him that. We'll give him that. Why did you sneeze like that? Sir? <laughs> Terrible. Sorry. So this this took an interesting turn. It did. You're welcome. Did I say mine yet? I, no. I, I, no. I, I joked with the underwear thing, but I, I really don't have anything I have to do. I have a ritual in terms of everybody get the something away from me because I need to study my line for the last time. Mm-hmm. Um, once I get through the first show, I'm usually pretty good. Um, but, you know, there's that kind of you want that concentration after, to, to get through opening night. And one I know is very popular with uh, some of our actors, me players, is they have to have the script on them at yes, all times. That's, that's a big one. Sticking out of the back pocket with their butt turned to the audience. Never do that. Get away from oh, the furniture. On stage? During on a performance? On stage. Oh, yeah. During oh. the performance. I, I know some. I know four people right off the top of my head. Yeah. Some who have told oh, me they, they, they tape it to their back, they yeah. tape it to their yep. chest. Some huh. Yep. They don't even necessarily look at it. They just need it. They just have to have it on physically them. Physically on them. Okay. You know, it's it's kind of a crutch, but it's like, what good does that do? So, they should do what I do: take pages of the script and, and mount place it around, around the, the set. Stage. If you need to put it on the back of the couch, yep. Heck with the director's blocking. Just yep. stand behind that couch and deliver your lines, yep. folks. I got to tell you, if you get to read something on stage, <laughs> read it. Yeah. 
It's a gift. It's a gift. It They're is. giving it to you on a silver platter. Oh, you get uh, this is a note you have to read. Well, by gosh, by golly, it's going to be an actual note. Yeah, and it's Why all going to be you? right there. And yep. please do not place your script pages taped to the floor. Oh gosh, oh, that leads to floor. tripping and also you bending over, showing your tukus to the audience all the time, which yeah. may be a good thing. Well, it would be a little suspicious if somebody was just all of a sudden walking over to the stage, somewhere on the stage, and bending over and then delivering a line. Yeah. That yeah, would be That odd. was exactly what happened. Because you yeah. have to keep in mind, some of us need our glasses. So where mm-hmm. you think you've placed that script and where you're actually going to be able to read it are two different places. Yeah. Oh, no. John has been shot. Hello, John. It's so good to see you again. Let's play tennis. Who could have killed John? <laughs> you have to, the pages are reversed, sweetie. <clears throat> yeah. no, no, it's a true story. True story? True. Hmm? I don't know why I do that. I didn't oh, really. Were you a Boy Scout? Did it. I was for a little while. Mm. Way back when. And then they, did they have Boy Scouts back then? <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> I'm shocked. Shocked, I tell you. That this conversation has gone to this <laughs> level of depravity. Oh, oh. Uh, you love it. Mr. Narrator, <laughs> take us away from this foul scene <laughs> while I take the vapors. Oh. Well. Okay. <laughs> Acting. <laughs> so what other rituals? Uh, <laughs> putting no. in a stupid voice and praying uh, for time. Yeah. No, it's. So yeah, I don't, I tend I don't to, really have any of my. I tend to <clears throat> type up my lines. I notice that. Um, mm-hmm. It oh. it helps me. It it just combines seeing them, you know, feeling them sort of as you're typing, and then I listen to them. I tape them and listen back to them, and so I try to get all my learning styles in there. You're looking at me like no, what? No, no. I've, no. I've seen your flashcards. I yeah. know what you're doing. Yeah. Yep, it works. And they're easier to hide it's, it's if worse. you need to. Yeah. You know. Nope. I just kind of stare blankly at other actors, <laughs> like, uh-huh. well, are you going to give me a line? <laughs> what? <laughs> While they are looking at you, going, mouthing, hey, mouthing words. It's, it's not like, coming from me. <laughs> <laughs> not mine. I've got a pipe and a drink. <laughs> it, Bob's good. Can't help you. <laughs> In there, but yeah. You know, so rituals. That's about superstitions. it. Superstitions. Do we have no other superstitions? I think. Uh, well, a couple other ones were uh, don't light three candles in a oh, row. Oh yeah. Oh right. yeah. Three in a match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Don't want to do that. Yep. There One was I that. saw that I looked yeah. up was um, <laughs> don't if you have a fake baby, mm-hmm. never lay it. Now which is it? Never lay it face up. Yep. You have to lay it face down. Otherwise, spirits, evil spirits, will come into it. Say what? Yep. I, uh, oh my so, goodness! Which which brings me back to one time when I was on stage. Baby. I was uh, I went to Catholic school and I played the Virgin Mary in fourth grade, uh-huh. and I left the baby at the school, so I had to run from the church over to the school to get the baby. So Mary was a little sweaty <laughs> for that performance. Well, I mean, you know, childbirth. There you go. Um, let's see what else. Uh, we didn't say why you shouldn't light the three candles. Oh well, hang on. Let me uh, let me grab it. Well, my understanding is because the short whoever stands next to the shorter candle dies first. Yes. Oh, good to but know. But it doesn't say when they die. So could it be a twenty 
years from now? Eventually? Eventually? Could they all die one, two, three at that moment on stage? I don't know. It's kind of a mystery. No. No, it's no mystery. Some, some would say they die every time they go on stage. Hey, oh. Some people do. Black cat. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there's some people say that black cat is actually good luck. Uh. Um, so we had talked about um, Thespians. Thespians, yes. So there's the specific ghost of Thespis who um, it's considered that on November 23rd of 534 BCE, Thespis of ancient Athens was the first person to speak lines as an individual actor on stage. Really? Hence, using the term thespian to refer an individual actor. And he just Now, how do they know that was the date? Sounds like a darn good it's press agent. It's approximate. Now, any, it any, is not a, it's specific. They say any, yeah, November 23rd, 534 BCE. So what it was they a do? Tuesday. Any unexplainable <laughs> mischief that befalls production is likely to be blamed on Thespis especially if it happens on November 23rd. Because no. apparently he wasn't doing what the playwright had instructed him to do. He was stepping out and improvising. Yes. And he did listen to the director. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you never clap on stage. Is that like whistling? Exactly. Oh, so making the, noise? The bow? You shouldn't do, practice bows before you deserve them. Um, well, that would have been the... Well, that, that would mean we never take a bow. No, <laughs> no real money should be used on stage. Um, well, that's because someone because will steal act, it. Actors well, don't get paid enough. You're never going to find real some, money on stage. <laughs> some people believe that having a Bible on stage is also unlucky. Um, when I was in Gettysburg, we had a um, a ghost walk, and we went. Uh, there's a college there. We went by the theater at the college, and they said they always leave an empty seat for the ghost of somebody who comes to the performances. So there's a. Superstition, ritual. It's also whatever. right underneath the leaking ceiling. I can't imagine uh, leaving an empty seat in one of our productions. No. Well, Lord knows we have a lot of ghosts then. <laughs> Would not happen. <laughs> no, it what was you some... do is remove the empty seat so it looks like you have a full house. There you go. No, it was you a can... general or something that used to haunt the theater. So they uh, just left him a seat and he stopped huh, messing huh. with stuff. Croswell is supposed to have like two or three ghosts too. And yeah. They so, take their ghosts very seriously, which... Here's why I don't do anything at Croswell anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Here's an interesting one. It's the gypsy rope. Has anybody anybody heard of that? Oh, the gypsy rope. Gypsy rope? every Broadway season, a new gypsy robe is sewn and given to opening night to the the chorus member in the cast who has the most Broadway chorus credits. The entire cast and crew of the musical is present for the ceremony along with the previous gypsy and an actor's, actor's equity association member. The new gypsy wears the robe, walks three times around the circle of people while cast members touch the robe for luck. Then the new gypsy visits every dressing room to bless the show. Before the robe is passed on to the next gypsy, the current gypsy must add a souvenir of their show to the robe and the entire cast signs it. Three gypsy robes can be seen at the Lincoln Center Library for the Performing Arts and two are at the Smithsonian. Sounds like a lot of extra work to me. How heavy are those ropes? It's publicity. So, folks, there you go. Being in the chorus is a good thing. Yes. Well, so that's where the cats go after they die? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and on that note, I think it's time to say goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) We love cats. Please don't think anything else. I don't. You don't? No. Welcome to the group. 
Well, the only thing worse is officer and a gentleman, but we won't go there. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I didn't see that one. Oh. God bless you. You didn't need to see it. Yeah. yeah. Now, is that a show that minor community players could do? No Has one done. should ever do that show. <laughs> that like, show should not be done by anyone. So that's like, both Brian and Carol that that had a strong distaste for uh, the show. So. Interesting. It was it was one of those shows where you just kind of sit there scratching your head the whole time, like what? How much did somebody that get paid? Are they doing? Why are they doing that? So yeah, it was that was, was a show that my friend that I that I go to the productions with. She looked at me and she said, "If you want to leave early, I'm fine with that." <laughs> but Lovers, has anybody walked to? Oh, <laughs> if you can avoid it at all costs. Maybe part one. I just avoid lovers or winners and losers. Was that the name of the? The name of the whole play is Winners and Losers. Oh. I've probably given that so much time now that everybody's going to do it. <laughs> that it is easy to stage. Yeah. If we really don't like the Irish audience. drama, you know how it ends. <laughs> oh, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. End good. And now that I've enti- insulted all the people in Ireland. I thought that was funny. <laughs> But thought I was one doing the Irish voice. You were doing that, but I was insulting their whole range oh, of Irish oh, drama. Oh, the, excellent. The, all the literature. So it does look like we're running running a little bit out of time, though I have a feeling by the time the editing has done this episode might be <laughs> we got a solid about 10 minutes. 10 minutes. <laughs> a good solid 10 minutes. So I'd like to thank all of you for listening one more time, for downloading this episode. Um, we appreciate each and every one of you out there. Please, if you like this show, tell your friends don't like the show tell your friends and have them listen anyway uh, tell your enemies tell whoever um, you know these shows grow by word of mouth and we really would love to uh, love you to help us out a little here hey um, check out Monroe Community Players on Facebook page be sure to always search for Monroe Community Players in Monroe Michigan home of Lazy Boy and I, I know I've said that before but sometimes you circle around yep uh, and uh, look at our website, MonroeCommunityPlayers.org. If you're in the neighborhood, you want to see what we're doing, uh, what shows we have coming up soon. And you can find more Groupies Fun at our MCP podcast page on Facebook. And please, please feel free to email us with your comments and thoughts about this or any other episode at MonroeCommunityPlayers at Yahoo.com. We select your email to read on the air. You may get a valuable prize. Hint, you can put coffee in it. (laughs) And be sure to let us know it's okay to read your email in the podcast as well. This has been a production of the Monroe Community Players and was recorded high atop the Benish Building at Monroe Public Access Cable Television Podcast Studio. And I say high atop, we're not on the roof. We're actually inside um, in beautiful downtown Monroe, Michigan. We are the Green Room Groupies, and we hope to see you soon in the Green Room. Come back, Brian. We miss you. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Well, goodbye. And don't think it hasn't been a little slice of heaven, because it hasn't.